Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Ulrich with you. It's 106 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you right now. You can text us at any time at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Uh, we will remind you, Mark Spector, uh, for the summer, will be moved to Thursday. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, River Cree in August has the greatest Scottish rock band of all time, Nazareth. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Without further ado, pleased to be joined by our regular Wednesday contributor to the show. This will be his last appearance for the 2017-18 season. We welcome back from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada, former Oiler player and coach Craig Simpson. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. It's uh, July 4th, which is often a very quiet day in and around the National Hockey League, given that, uh, you know, there's, I guess now yeah. 24 American teams in the league. Quiet news day uh, for the league. Um, as a guy who works a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf broadcasts, I want to start there <laughs> with you. Uh, you know, I, I had somebody reach out to me last, early last week. Uh, somebody with a prominent connection to a high-profile player that would be a free agent in a couple of years. And he said, you're going to start to see NBA-style super teams being built with the players having greater say as to what's going to happen and where guys are going to go. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, and then lo and behold, John Tavares picked the Toronto Maple Leafs. First of all, were you surprised that Tavares picked the uh, Maple Leafs? And secondly, how does his arrival change the complexion of the Eastern Conference? Uh, two things. I, I guess surprised uh, uh, a little bit that uh, in the end he would embrace all that comes with being the you know local boy, young hero, great Mike, you know GTL player, um, great Ontario Hockey League player going back home. That that's not always a scenario that works all that favorably. I really commend him for embracing that. Uh, I, I think it's uh, something that. You're clearly not just going for a money grab because he left money on the table. I don't think there's there's any question. Uh, but looking at saying, okay, now you've actually laid 
the framework or laid the gauntlet down that I think I can help this team be a Stanley Cup champion. So I think it changes things a lot. It accelerates the path of the lease in terms of the moves that they have to make to try to win and win now. You know, it's you look at the youth that they have on that team and what that means from a standpoint of contracts that are coming up the, the bend, and uh, I, I just think that it accelerates what really was. You know, when Lou went there, you said, uh, I'll stick around for a, a three-year plan and, and then move from there. And clearly they made the decision that Kyle is going to be the guy going forward, and uh, this is a pretty bold move. So it says a lot about uh, John, as a, as a person, not being shy of, of taking on that onus and the pressure that comes with it. And it says a lot about the team that says we're willing to, I wouldn't say, Bob, put at risk, you know, the other young players and how you're going to fit everybody in. But it, it definitely allows them the, the real mindset going forward of we've got to try to win now and we're going to have to make some moves that give us the best chance to do that. Well, you make an interesting point. I mean, for those out there that maybe are unaware, there's rumors that the San Jose Sharks were prepared to go 13 million times seven years. Oh, I'm sure he left probably, you know, uh, uh, $2 million a year somewhere. For all me. right. And it does say something about it. I mean, you can, because we've all been in San Jose, and it's a great place, yep. and you can hide there as a player. Oh, gosh, yeah. There is no, there is no, I mean, even your a completely different situation because it was a total fiasco when Harold Ballard owned that team and you were yeah. up to be number one along with Wendell Clark in the 1985 draft. But uh, the the fact of the matter is that, you know, there's nowhere to hide for John Tavares in, in Toronto. No, and, and it's hockey, you know, 24 hours a day. And as, as you know, and we've chronicled this uh, great lengths with, with so many players, it, it's a sacrifice not just for you, but everybody in your family. And so uh, I, I think that's the reality of hockey 24-7. You can't really get away with it. And I, I would say in L.A. or in San Jose, it's not like there's no pressure, but there's not the day-to-day go to the grocery store, go to a restaurant, you know, everywhere you, you walk, you have that issue. So I, I as I said, I... I think it's a bold move. Uh, I think it's hard to criticize, a, you know, a player in the prime of his career uh, leaving some money on the table for a a challenge that he thinks uh, is one that you know he obviously feels that Toronto is a team that's not that far away from winning. And yeah. I, I don't think you just go there because you're a Toronto guy. You know, I was a Toronto guy. That were they were my favorite team growing up but they were in shambles and a disaster. So there, there's not the desire to go there. So, you know, clearly he's made the faith. They have a good goaltender, you know, a, a number one goaltender. They have really good depth. They got a speedy team. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to have to be one of those teams that is going to have to prove that you can win the Stanley Cup without, you know, maybe a horse on the back end defensively, but they've got some good balance in their defense too so i really don't think they're that far away and adding Tavares just adds a you know another unique situation they've got a plethora of depth at the top three center spot and it might present them an opportunity to you know mix and match and make a deal that maybe plugs some holes in other places and i'm, I'm sure that's probably been talked about with his camp going into to that negotiation. Well, at the end of the day, right, I mean, theoretically, they could play Marner with Matthews, Nylander yeah. with Tavares, and Marlowe with Kadri, 
and that's three pretty good tandems. Yes. Right, that are going to be difficult to match. And, I mean, they do have Morgan Riley who can move the puck a bit. I'm not the biggest sidestep guy. Uh, But, you know, those forwards, the the, the purpose of the game is to outscore the opposition. I mean, I can recall going back when the Paul Coffey trade was made and a guy by the name of Craig Simpson came to Edmonton. There were actually people who worried, well, they're not going to have the juice from the back end. And, and, you know, I... And the guys handled themselves quite... (laughs) Quite well. I think you guys went sixteen and two in that eighty-eight playoff yeah. run, didn't you? So yes, and I think that really is the mindset, don't you think, Bob? Like, uh, okay, even look at Washington. You know, Carlson is was a, a a really good player, had a really good year, but I don't think historically you would put Carlson up with the Eric Carlson type. You know, John had a good year and he was really effective offensively, and you know maybe. A guy like Morgan Riley or even Gardner can fit that role a little bit more than he has, you know, in his first three, four, five years. So uh, I think the model with Pittsburgh winning without Latang, you go, okay, you know, they had guys who could rush the puck up and get yep. speed, get out of their zone. So I, I do think the mindset is changing a little bit. And as you said, you look at those uh, offensive lines and it just creates matchup problems for other teams. And I think that's what a lot of coaches and managers are looking for now is how can we disrupt the the teams that are a good matchup team and can try to shut you down. You know, look at that top three, even. It's going to be awfully hard. They had the only two teams that had three 30-goal scorers were the Leafs and the Bruins this year. And now you've got three centermen that have all scored 30-plus. And one of them uh, with 40 already as, as Matthews and his you know, just young career has really shown what a great player he can be. Well, a year ago at this time, a lot of people figured Edmonton was going to be the consensus Western Conference champion, didn't come to right. fruition. Right now, you look at Toronto and the Oilers can't match that. I mean, the only way Edmonton could match that in the next couple of years is if Taylor Hall came back to Edmonton. I mean, that would be, right, yeah. a player of that, because frankly, he's now achieved fr- more uh, than Tavares, because Tavares has never been a Hart Trophy winner. So, and speaking of building super teams, but anyhow, I digress. It is uh, Toronto's going to be an exciting team to watch. There's absolutely no question about it, uh, and and they've got a. He's a good coach too. That's the thing about Babcock. Not well, everybody likes will, him. He can coach. I will say, not everybody likes him, and not all the players like him. And one thing that Mike does that drives some of the top players crazy is he does love having that balance, and he plays a three and a half four line game so often, and that. You know, that did drive some of the uh, Zetterberg and Datsu crazy at times in, in Detroit. Uh, you know, their ice time, a lot of the debate has always been Matthews not playing enough. You know, guys don't get those uh, extra shifts a lot. So if he all of a sudden has all that depth, it might not be perfect for the player that wants to be the 20-minute guy uh, every night. But I, I think if you look at it, as a team, and you go, okay, are we a better team right now adding a guy like John? I mean, John, it's it's going to be the interesting how Matthews handles it. And, and I can guarantee you that there was extensive talks with the Matthews camp about, you know, what do you, how do you feel about this process? And if I'm Austin, I go, you've got an opportunity to maybe win earlier than you would without the guy. I don't think you can be afraid about having great people around you if you are a great person and a great player, which Matthews has shown that he is. So I think it speaks a lot to him, too. I'm, I'm sure 
you know, there was some debate about whether what effect that's going to have on him as a player. But uh, I think as a young guy going into just your third year in the league, uh, how do you not like making your team that much better and realistically giving yourself early in your career a chance to win the Stanley Cup? Craig, the best people share. Right, yep. best players share the puck. Best actors share the screen. That's that's kind of how it works. So, uh, and, and you talked about you know playing you know three and a half lines. Maybe educate our listenership on the importance. We've talked about this before when John Muckler put uh, Joe Murphy together with Adam Graves and Martin Jelena. How that changed the complexion because I think that started towards the tail end of the Winnipeg series, didn't it? Back in nineteen ninety. Yeah, it, it had times during. It, it's like anything of those players that, you know, not that they were young, young guys, but they didn't have the pedigree experience in playoffs. So you get a little nervous that, well, can they handle this matchup, that matchup? And I think that's where you do get to the realization that, no, these guys can handle it. They give you life, and they, they're they never the dark hole in your rotation. And if anything, uh, you go back to those guys from a stat line perspective. I don't, I don't think they scored a whole bunch of goals, maybe five, six each or something like that. But they were momentum builders. And, you know, that allows the the top lines that are coming next to be catching a team that's back on their heels again that maybe had a a first line that got hemmed into their zone by the, you know, the, the kid line there, and all of a sudden you jump on them. So that's what Babcock loves as a coach. And that's where, you know, the times that he has had success is, is – coaching that way and keeping the pressure of constantly on and it's just so difficult to handle so it's a you know it's a big move it's one that as i said i admire john for uh, uh heaping on the pressure in that regard and it'll be fun to watch how uh, it all hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All plays out. Some quick hitters for Craig Simpson, lead analyst for Hockey Night in Canada. Bob Stauffer with you. No hitters now. It's 118 in Edmonton. Craig, um, let's do this. Let's start with St. Louis. They trade for Ryan O'Reilly, and they signed Tyler Bozak. You saw a lot of both players. Uh, how much better are they down the middle? Oh, they're much better down the middle, and I think everybody around the league is uh, trying to follow that. You need the strength. I mean, everybody's always said you start with your goaltender, you need a good D, but you, you do need that strength in the middle. And uh, I, I've always been, you know, Bozak is one of those guys that as long as you – don't have great, great expectations on him to be, you know, an 88-point guy. Uh, if you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed. If you're expecting a guy who can kill penalties and play a secondary power play role, take key face-offs and be pretty responsible, I think he fits the bill perfectly. So, you know, I was a little bit, I, I don't know if you were, but 
uh, my eyebrows raised a little bit how much they spent to get uh, Ryan O'Reilly. I, I was uh, a little bit shocked on that part of it. Maybe on, from the player perspective is to get rid of some salary to, yep. to open up the areas. So, but when you when you pair those two together, you know you've basically given up. You could argue at the deadline your first rounder for Bozak signing, or even your second rounder. So um, it does fill a hole and it does make them better. And you know they've been a team that they've been a good regular season team, but in the matchup game that happens in the playoffs, they haven't been able to find a way to get to the next level. So hopefully they or they probably feel that they they're getting to a better place in that uh, front because of those deals. They're going to have the puck. I mean, yeah. O'Reilly's a sixty percent faceoff oh, guy, yeah, the fan, and Bozak's really good too, and so. he's a righty. So there you yeah. go, uh, Calgary Flames. They uh, Zarnick, Austin Zarnick. There's twenty to twenty five teams in on him, including yep. including the Oilers. Uh, Derek Ryan had multiple teams in on him. Three year deal, three million plus. That I, yeah, you're you're his biggest cheerleader. I am, and I wouldn't have gone over two and a half million on him. I was stunned he got three million bucks. I am too. Yeah, and uh, and I like him, but that's a lot of money for a guy who's you know yeah basically a third line center. Uh, that's that's not had the sort of seasons that Tyler Bozak has had in the league, and then they pick up James Neal's, uh, and then when you combine the trade with the uh, Colorado or the Carolina Hurricanes, so maybe you know how much better do you think the Flames are? I, I think the. The question will be, I think they're better on paper, uh, no question. Uh, I, I think they've, you know, they need, they need some finish. They've got, you know, Monaghan has been a, just an automatic 20, 30-plus guy. Johnny Gaudreau showed, you know, how dynamic he can be. And I think they're thinking, again, we've, we haven't had that trickle down through our lineup that right. we can handle the good teams because you shut those guys down, they, they haven't had that secondary scoring. So I think they have the opportunity of, you know, some younger guys that will get a chance to maybe fit in. Neil, love them or loathe them, however you feel about them. You know, 10 years in the league and you've, you've had 20 every single year, that, that's hard to argue. And so I, yep. I think they... They feel that they got another automatic twenty to twenty-five, and if it goes and connects really well, why shouldn't he be a thirty to thirty-five with some of the players he potentially could play with? So, um, I think the the signing and the dollars, as you were saying with Ryan, you know, that's what happens in teams out west and in Canada. You're going to have to overpay for guys that you want, and I, I think the Bill Peters factor is one that the player. Obviously had a good connection with him. He gave him a great opportunity, and he flourished there. Bill feels good about him, so you know what it's like. The coach has to trust the guy he's putting out for a big face-off or a big defensive play. And yeah. there are times when maybe that is worth three million. When you're, you're, you know, I think Ryan still has a chance to to chip in offensively, but I think more so they they just wanted that stability. They need a line that they can rely upon that isn't necessarily going to be you know, a top-line scoring, and I think they're a better team because of it. All right. Uh, Edmonton made, a, a, you know, three pickups. Uh, yep. Kevin Gravel is a depth guy on the back end. I don't think we need to discuss that one much. Brodziak comes back to the organization. I think he's pretty effective slotting that fourth line. The guy that's the wild card is Tobias Reeder. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was listening to you talking with Louie, and I, I agree with Lou that, 
you know, to me, Reader is the classic example of, of, of a guy at a stage in his career. What is he, 25 now? Sure, or, uh, 25, 26, that, yeah. yeah. That has, has lived the ups and downs, lived the, okay, the disappointment of it not working somewhere, going somewhere else and having a little bit of a success and then a drop-off. And uh, I, I think this is that time as a, as a person, as a player, that you got to look inward and said it, it's consistency that's going to be king here if you're going to have success because he's a classic example of you know maybe didn't live up to where they thought he might be had a little taste of success but now as a 25 year old you, you're a pro and you have to understand what it means to play every day and uh, I, I've told you this a million if I told you once we've talked about it a million times to understand what keeps you in the lineup and so. Uh, I, I think the key for him early on is to be sharp and to be uh, uh, have consistency in his game, to be a confident player, and show the coach you understand how you got to play to stay in the lineup. And if you do that, I think you're going to get good opportunity because, let's face it, if, if you're Todd McClellan, aren't you looking at this roster yes. of players and who's going to jump out at me at training camp, right? Like, who is going to give me... Uh, that look that says I, I can't help but put you in that position, whether it's slotted with you know one, whether it's uh, with Drysaddle or whether it's McDavid, and I think that's going to be the key to his success is that consistency. The, the thing that drives coaches and general managers crazier than ever is the wild swing, where yep. one moment you look like you can play. I, I've always said, and you've heard me say this before, the training camp, the sweethearts in September end up going nowhere in November. And that just drives you nuts. At training camp, they look like they're going to be world beaters, and then when the game gets real at the start of the season, they don't know how to play. And so I, I think for Toby, that's, that's going to be his biggest challenge this year, but what an opportunity to have. And, and this is the perfect age to get that opportunity. Craig, final one for you, and this is your final appearance uh, of this season. Uh, you have your celebrity golf tournament. I believe it's going to take place in the second week of August. Yeah, August 7th and 8th. Okay. Uh, August 7th at the River Cree, uh, and uh, we have a gala night there, and then the 8th on the Belvedere. All right, so I'm, I'm committed to, to something uh, uh, down in uh, Red Deer uh, for those two days. But yep. tell us who the charity is. Uh, I, I, I think you're darn close to being sold out, but uh, yep. just educate our listeners here. Well, this is uh, this is the longest I've ever done something for Bob. This is our uh, this is our thirtieth anniversary uh, of our charity event. Uh, I started it in my uh, second year here in Edmonton, and it's for Spinal Cord Injury Treatment Center Society Skits. Uh, they've been a great group that has helped people with spinal cord injuries. And as you know, uh, with the tragedy in Humboldt, there's uh, numerous candidates there that are are living their life now with spinal cord injury and uh, fortunate to do so. But uh, it's been something that uh, we've sort of built over the years. I only was an Edmonton Oiler for the first four years of our tournament, but it's been something that uh, has been really important to me, and we've kept it going through the community. So the Belvedere has been our host for 30 years, and since our 20th anniversary, the River Cree has been a, a great host uh, for us. We've got... Uh, uh, Andre Philippe Gagnon coming in as the entertainment for that night, and uh, it should be a real special event. We last year were able to get a, a finalize our endowment chair in spinal cord injury at the University of Alberta. So we've actually been a part of our group uh, donated about eight hundred and fifty thousand towards 
the endowment at the U of A to bring in a, a, a doctor that'll do research and all good efforts throughout uh, the years to come. So it's been a real positive experience in my life and something that we'll see how long we can keep it going. Great stuff. Uh, if people want to get involved, how do they do so? Uh, you can look at our website is craigsimpsoncharity.ca. Okay. Uh, but uh, other than that, just maybe, uh, I don't know, give me a little uh, nod on, on Twitter and I can connect with you. We, we are pretty much sold out, but there will be some tickets available uh, for the River Cree night. All right, uh, Craig, uh, i got to check uh, the 630 Ched uh, and the Oilers now salary cap. But I have a feeling we'll make something happen in the fall if you're up for it, okay? <laughs> okay, Bob. <laughs> have a great summer, all right? all right? To you and your family. Bye. Bye-bye. That is Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers. The Oilers now salary cap. Yeah, like well, well, apparently we're going to have to be paying you more, too, I'm telling you. Uh, 128 in Edmonton. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. A.J. Jacobic out of Ottawa when we return. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.